It's the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. From mini bikes to drift trikes and jet skis to ATVs, we're talking all things power sports from a do-it-yourself, non-mechanics perspective. I'm your host, Joe Cart. Let's get greasy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. This is episode five, and today we're talking all about riding, tips, tricks, and techniques. Uh, this episode will include an interview with Corey Richmond, a pro-am rider who was a national champion. So I am really stoked to get to that. Uh, we're going to breeze through the first part of it and uh, give that the time that it deserves. But to start things off, we're going to do what's that engine. And this engine and machine in particular is really cool and really unique compared to the previous one. So I hope you'll enjoy. I'll let that play right now. And now that you have heard that engine audio, let's get into the meat of things. We're talking about riding, and one of the first things that you should probably know is how to work a clutch. And I'm no expert on this. I actually don't have anything with a clutch in it at the this moment. I'm looking to get a manual car as my next car, but uh, we'll see on that. Anyways, you pull in on the left handlebar uh, handle and you'll shift it down into first gear and very very slowly let it out until you feel it grab and at that point you'll increase your acceleration slightly and let off the clutch even more um, sort of at the same time and what well, you'll be moving in no time so with that you want to know how to shift gears it's one down four up with neutral in the middle of first and second it's a half click in between. Keeping it going though, braking and stopping is also very important. Usually your brake's gonna be on the right side of things with your front brakes being on the handlebars and your back brake being on your foot peg area. Uh, but my quad only has a back brake, so I probably don't know too much about that, but really you just wanna use your back brake a lot more than your front brake. Mini bikes and go-karts, I can't talk specifically about because there's so many different variations, but ultimately just be safe on them. Uh, watch your body parts on the engines because they're, they can tear you up. You want to wear boots, gloves, helmet uh, when you're riding pretty much any power sport. We're not going to talk about water in this episode, but I would like to do a future episode all about boats and wet stuff. Right now, I don't have much knowledge to spread on that topic, but what I do know about a little is riding the ice. And first off, it is so much fun. <laughs> but beyond that, no ice is safe ice. Look for something heavier and bigger than you out there before you go out is my mantra on it. Um, you can drill through the ice with a drill and see how thick it is, but there's a lot of sort of insider knowledge on that, frankly. You got to talk with different people and see what parts of the lakes are better than others and where freezes deepest and really just go with other people. Make sure you're moving at all points because your surface weight reduces as your speed increases. Uh, you can even hydroplane over like little water spots. They like to shoot the bridge on snowmobiles around here and my snowmobile is not running, but 
I'd probably do it if it were, but I'm definitely not going to risk my quad in a scenario like that. I need it for plowing, which I'll talk about in just a second. But really, when you're on the ice, you want to keep a life jacket on you, ice picks, and just be safe. Be with other people just like anywhere else. Hill climbing, mudding, also stuff you can do while riding. Uh, I don't have any specific information on that besides just send it. Uh, mudding in general, uh, you don't want to make a big hole for yourself, like going back and forth. It's better to go side to side and really just keeping a shovel on you to dig yourself out is never a bad idea. And that goes with all sorts of things to keep on you. You want to keep friends on you, especially with their own vehicles that can pull you out of circumstances. Uh, you want to keep a cell phone if you have reception wherever you're riding. And it's always good to take some tools, some gasoline, some essentials to keep you moving throughout whatever you're doing. I said I'd talk about plowing a little, and I'm just so stoked to get back into it. I go side to side, starting from the middle, and uh, keep it at an angle, generally. I go around the neighborhood and do it, and really, uh, one piece of advice I'd like to bestow is to use silicone spray as a lubricant. Uh, it makes it so much, you cut through the snow with that and uh, that works just the same for snow shoveling and there's all sorts of higher level things we could talk about like drifting burnouts wheelies stoffies but that's not what this podcast is about this is for just getting into it and getting started on stuff so really safety equipment is something i cannot neglect to talk about you want to have a helmet gloves pants but uh, really, on the same level of safety, you got to know how to load something into a pickup truck if you don't have the fortune of having a trailer like I do. And pretty much all I can say about that is it is worth investing in some decent ramps. They have been so useful for me in moving everything from go-karts to tractors and my lawnmower, whatever else. Um, so you want to be safe with that. There's hundreds of videos online of people like falling off and doing dumb stuff with ramps and trying to like you know not be safe honestly uh so that's really what i want you to get out of this first part of the episode and the last thing i do want to talk about before we go into what's that engine answer is the ways to reduce the chances of power sports being stolen uh, some quick things are security cameras, padlocks, internal locks on a garage. Uh, you can chain it, uh, do a hidden kill switch, take the battery out, take the key out, which seems like a no-brainer. But uh, you can also leave it in gear and put a bike lock through the front wheel and then through the frame, which is something new that I actually learned about not too long ago. But now that we've made it through all of that, Let's go ahead and give the answer to what's that engine after letting it play one more time here. And we'll do that now. And now that you have heard that engine audio, I will tell you that is an Articat Trailcat from the early 70s. Uh, I think it was like a 200cc or something. It was a small snowmobile, but... It was really our first experience with two-stroke. Uh, my friends and I, uh, my friend bought it for 200 bucks, and somehow, someway, we got it started and running. Um, that's why you don't hear the starting sound like in the other What's That Engine clips, because 
I really don't even know how we got it started. That was like mid-riding uh, that audio. But, <laughs> yeah, um, it was a lot of fun and a total peace. Now that we've talked about some tips, tricks, and techniques for riding, I am so excited to introduce my expert interviewee, Corey Richmond, a Pro-Am motocross racer and national champion. Welcome to the podcast, Corey. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, uh, tell me about yourself and what you do in regards to power sports. Um, well, to start, my name is Corey Richmond, obviously, and uh, I've been in the motocross scene since I was about eight years old, and uh, I've been riding since I was probably two or three. And uh, yeah, I started racing and like fully racing in about 2009, 2010. Uh, went to the national scene in 2013 and uh, won a national championship in 2017. And now, overall, I have over 25 uh, national wins to my name. And here we are, just another day. No way. So tell me about the early days. What was it like hopping on a bike as a kid? And like, how'd that all get started? So for the most part, my dad... Um, he was always into motorcycles, street bikes, uh, anything off-road. And when I was little, I got my first PW50 for Christmas when I was, I think, three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't forget them. And uh, then from there, I just, uh, man, after school every day, I'd come home and just burn tanks of gas in the front yard, just riding around. And yeah, it just evolved from there. I mean, me and my dad used to ride together all the time. Obviously, he's not really into it anymore as far as riding himself, but he does everything he can to support me and help me out. And yeah, just the early days are the best ones because that's <laughs> what created everything was just riding around the front yard. And that's where everybody starts. And yeah, start him young, right? Always. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on that note, like how how do you try a jump for the first time or like how do you do something that's kind of scary to try and improve yourself or whatever. So if you were going to, well, this is typically what I do, but if you're going out on a track for the first time necessarily, uh, you'll be in practice or open practice and you'll have about, yeah, you can probably roll the jump probably one or two times, get the feel of it and then start jumping a little further. If it's a gap, start jumping a little further each time and then you'll eventually feel the timing and then fully go over the jump it's bigger and bigger right yep just keep going beyond that like can you talk me through some of the physics of how you ride and what it's like just motocross racing <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> there goes a there's a lot of physics and body language and uh as far as off the bike stuff too that goes a long way but um do you like work out or yeah training training is a huge part off off the track itself so fitness and stuff like that if you're not in shape off the bike as far as um training in the gym and cardio then you're not going to be able to perfect the technique um you're going to be fatigued and start lacking in areas but um as far as technique goes man there's just so much stuff but i mean just to sum it up a little bit uh cornering you're going to want to lean off the seat to whichever side you're cornering and um try to accelerate through the mid to the end of the corner before the corner you're going to want to slow down and use your brakes use a uh, back brake front brake both of them um a little bit of both you're going to use more rear than front in okay. most cases 
As far as jumping goes, there's a thing called a scrub, which will keep you lower to the ground that you're going to push the bike down with the force of your body weight on the takeoff. And uh, yeah, the main thing is going to, on the jumping physics side, is going to be staying low to the ground so you're quicker on lap times. And of course, you uh, have your knees bent a lot. Yep, and... knees are always bent, always bent knees. Never want to stand straight, ever. You get hurt all the time standing straight up. I can only imagine. So while we're on that topic, have you ever like had any, if if it's not too much to ask, have you ever had any like serious accidents or broken bones or anything? Um, Yeah, I've had a lot of injuries over the years. Any one specific like accident that sticks out or like time you were down for a while that really uh put you out of it for a bit? Um, Yeah, there's one in particular that really put me down for a while, which was my back compressions. Um, I had T8 through T11 compression fractures that put me down for quite some time, about a about an eight month to a year of pretty much not riding, not training, anything like that. Oh my God. But I mean, other stuff like broken arms and legs. I mean, I've broke my arms, wrists, whatever, stuff like that. Going back to like new riding and stuff based on all that you've done, if you could give just one piece of advice for new riders, what would that be? My advice for anyone starting would be to have fun no matter what. Always just enjoy the moment. Even if you feel like you're doing bad or if you're having an off day, you're not feeling like yourself, just keep pushing through it because those are the days that you're going to look back on and be like, oh, I remember I didn't do good that day, but I pushed through it. Now I'm doing better tomorrow or doing better the next day. So the biggest thing is just uh, any new rider, no matter what your skill level is, talent, anything, if you're just starting, just have fun. Keep it fun. Don't ever take it too serious because that's when things get out of control and then you start to resent the sport itself. So just always keep it fun. I like that a lot. That uh, really fits in with the theme of the podcast itself, I think, just keeping it fun and making it fun. Uh, that's why. Uh, we got greasy knuckles, right? <laughs> yep, always got to keep it fun in the garage, on the track, all of it. Oh, yeah. And, Wrenching uh, with friends, parents, whatever. It's about like learning and improving too, right? Always. I want to go back to the motocross topic. What does one actually need before they're riding on the track? Like, How do you get into it? What sort of stuff would you need? So other than a bike, which would depend on what class you were in, um, you're obviously going to need a truck and trailer, so you're going to need some sort of support, and then you're going to need uh, gear, obviously. You need a helmet, which is very important, so you're going to want to get a nice helmet, that's for sure. Then you're going to want to get a neck brace and chest protector, and then... What's, what's a chest one for? Is it like handlebar in you or something like that? Yeah, so your chest protector is going to prevent from any handlebars getting jammed into your chest. Uh, if you were to fall off and crash, someone else running you over, that would definitely help. Oh, so yeah. you're not getting any chest injuries or... No tire prints on you. Yeah, no <laughs> no, no tracks all over your back or your stomach or chest area, nothing like that. All right. And then uh, alongside with the safety equipment and the bike, is there anything else? Um, yeah, you're going to need a good pair of boots. So uh, is there like a support team for every rider or is there varying levels of support? 
based on just whatever people have at their disposal? Um, yeah, so support can range in a huge amount. So if you're just starting out, you can um, apply for local help, which would be like your local dealership, um, local power sports stores, anything like that. You can apply to them for discounts on gear, um, parts and accessories for your machine, anything like that. Um, but if you're in a different situation where you've been riding for a long time, you have built your resume yourself, then you can join on a team mm. and then the, the team will supply that stuff for you. Yeah, they start coming to you. Yep, they start coming to you when they see your potential. So it's kind of just a, just kind of like ride the wave. You gotta, you gotta put your time in and uh, yeah, you just gotta keep on going. Okay, so in terms of like support and stuff, do you have a role model or someone who's really helped you out throughout all this or pushed you to do things bigger and better? Yeah, I could go on this for about like probably two hours itself, <laughs> but um, I have three people in really specific that have helped me get through things. And one is my dad. He's my biggest supporter and he pushes me through all adversity, everything like that. My next one would be a guy named Kevin Lenz. He is out of Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There it okay. is. And uh, he actually was my team owner from 2017 to 2020. He is definitely one of my biggest role models. He really helped me put myself on the scene. He's seen me and my dad struggling uh, financially, and he really stepped up big time to get us to that next level and get me to where I wanted to be and where I need to be in the sport. And then the last person would probably be a rider by the name of Joel Hetrick. I believe he's he's either a two-time or a three-time pro champ now. And I had rode and trained with him for a while. He showed me tons of tons and tons of things. And uh, yeah, just, I mean, those three people right there, just I cannot thank them enough. Those three right there are just made me who I am today for sure. Well, that that's just awesome to hear. I'm glad that uh you're you know, humble and grateful for everything. That's especially uh given your resume at this point. Uh, yeah. it's good to remember like how you got there. And like I said, I mean, there's many other people, but just those three definitely stand out, but as far as it goes, I mean, overall, I can't thank everyone enough, but there's so many people I could thank, but you know, We'll just stick to those for now. <laughs> Moving on with the questions a little. Do you have anyone that works on your stuff or do you work on it mostly? Or uh, you got like a mechanic for your team? How, how does that go? So whenever you're first starting in any power sport, you're going to have to work on your own stuff, figure out your own machine. Learning the machine is one of the biggest things in anything. If you don't know your machine, then you probably shouldn't be on it. Agreed. But um, yeah, as far as the mechanic sides go, when I first started, I uh, did all my own maintenance and worked on all my own machines, me and my dad. Then when I got on the team, I personally kept my dad as my head mechanic, but I had other people that were there working on my machines as far as suspension and uh, motor stuff, engine. Um, all the engine stuff was separate and suspension was separate, but 
I mean, yeah, whenever you get on a team, you can uh, usually get a mechanic and go from there. But starting out, always know your own machine. Even when you keep on going, make sure you know your own machine. If you're on a dirt bike out in the trails and you have a chain pop or something, you know, you got to know how to put it back on. Or if you're on a wave runner, you're in the middle of the water and you get a fouled spark plug or something, you know, you, you always got to know what you're doing so that way you're not stuck stranded somewhere or lose a race because of something that you couldn't fix that you probably shouldn't know how to do. Going off all of that and talking about like bikes and stuff, do you have a favorite thing to ride? Favorite machine? Um, this is probably going to surprise a lot of people, but my favorite machine to ride is my little pit bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pit bike. Um, I can get down with it. <laughs> yep. I had a, I had a TTR 110 for a long time and dude, I love that little thing. I mean, you can ride them anywhere. I mean, you know, but I mean, as far as like the actual racing aspect goes, definitely my TRX 450, but I mean, bike in general, I'm going to go with my little TTR 110. That, that thing is so much fun. Oh yeah. Riding having... the little bikes are fun there. You don't got to worry about nothing. You're just out having some fun. Just you and the breeze. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, do you, with that, do you have like a favorite place to ride? Favorite track you've been to or anything? Um, so I'll start with a favorite track and then go to like a couple places I like to go. So my favorite track would be Redbud. It's in Buchanan, Michigan. It is a national track and um, I've been there many times, had many wins there and it's all sand. I love the sand. Um, it really fits my riding style and my technique. So the sand is kind of my thing. Yeah. But as you far get excited when you see a sand track. Or oh what? yeah, when I see a sand track, I'm like, this is gonna be a good weekend <laughs> every time. But uh, as far as just places to ride in general, um, I'd have to say probably my favorite place to ride is in the trails. Um, you can just hop on and just go for hours, and yeah. all you gotta do is just get fuel. You know, you don't have to worry about uh any jumps or racing anybody or other riders. You're just out there in the trails with your buddies or whoever and i mean maybe even by yourself but out there just cruising all day and just hanging out and having fun there's a couple of places you can ride trails around here and uh yeah just go out there and just enjoy your day Scoon. yeah <laughs> get some riding in and i mean seat time seat time no matter where you're at or what you're doing I like any time behind any sort of machine is time you need i like it i like it a lot so um Kind of to wrap things up here, and before you know, I say goodbye. Is there a moment in your career that stands out above the rest, or like a highlight you want to talk about? Um, yeah. So I'm gonna go in depth a little bit on this one because it's kind of a like a need to go in depth one. All right. So the highlight of my career would be the 2017 National Banquet, which happens every year after the national season, obviously. So I won the national championship that year. And then um, one of my friends had had an accident and passed away during an event. So the year after that at the banquet, we had a sports ambassador award in his name. And they still do it to this year. And I was the first one to receive it. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely the highlight of my whole career. I don't think anything could top that. I think I could go to pro and win and that wouldn't top it. That honestly is like heartwarming to hear yeah um well shoot 
It's been such a pleasure and an honor talking to you. I got to ask, is there anything else you want to mention? Uh, there's one more thing I want to mention. So in 2021, I didn't race due to some unforeseen things that happened. But in 2022, I will be back in full swing and I will be in Florida and I'll be ready to go. When's the first race? March 18th. And that will be in Gatorback, Florida. Well, I am sure that you are absolutely hyped for that. And I wish you the best of luck on that. Um, for anyone listening, if you want to check out Corey on social media, he's on Instagram at Corey Richmond 123. And that's K O R I E R I C H M O N D 123. I'm sure he'd love the support and all the season and everything. And uh, yeah. So thank you so much for coming into the studio, Corey. I am honored to have you here, and it's just been an awesome time talking with you. Yeah, I mean, thank you for having me. It was an honor to be here, and any chance I get to talk about anything power sports related, I'm down for it. Right on. That's going to do it for the Greasy Knuckles Episode 5. I'm your host, Joe Cart. I really appreciate everyone who has tuned in and listen to these past five episodes we're going to take a little hiatus here for the winter and hopefully come back in the spring so that's season one it's a wrap uh thanks again and be safe out there